Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Steve Dale's Petcast. They provide unconditional love, unlimited companionship, and unquestionable support. We're talking about your pets. Useful information for you to better care for and understand your pet. This is Steve Dale's Petcast, brought to you by MerrickPetCare.com. Yes, it's another Petcast from WGN Radio and Merrick Pet Care. In fact, the lead veterinarian at Merrick is Dr. Ruth Ann Lobos, and she is here to talk about how to keep all our pets, all our pets, safe over, Dr. Lobos, the holidays. That's what I say. That's right. I love it. Okay, so... Oh, gosh, where do we start? So here's what I would like to do, and maybe I need your help. I mean, we don't get political on the show, usually, but I'm about to. Oh, boy. I want to go to President Biden and say, you need to ban tinsel. No more tinsel, ever. Outlaw tinsel. We need security guards in front of our homes to prevent tinsel from sneaking into the homes. Do you agree with me? And if so... Well, maybe I'm going a little too far, but why? Why am I talking about tinsel? Yeah, so there's a number of holiday, I would call them hazards, that uh, that our pets face. And I think, to your point, that tinsel is not setting our dogs and cats up for success. I don't blame them. It is shiny. It moves really easily. Um, so it can look very enticing. Um, we train, you know, and engage our, our cats with feathers on the end of a string. And so that's kind of what they think that it is. And then typically it's attached to a holiday tree, um, which in itself can serve as a potential hazard for our pets because they are such curious little critters and that's why we love them. So I would agree. Tinsel is something we should around the holiday time. If you've got four-legged friends at home, don't bring it in. Well, what happens if a dog uh, or cat and cats, I think, are particularly interested. Uh, what if it is ingested? So if they do get super curious and they pull that tinsel down, it does it. It serves as what we call a linear foreign object, which basically means it's a long, skinny object that gets into their intestines and can actually get weave its way through and cause an intestinal blockage, which is a serious, serious issue. And nine times out of 10, they have to have surgery to fix that. And no one wants to do that on Christmas, right? No, definitely not. We got other things to celebrate. Yeah. I I mean, no offense to any veterinarian out there, but, and I think you'd agree, let's keep them out of the emergency room if we can. Absolutely. Because I would say the top two things that I get calls about, whether it's from clients or family members or friends, um, is GI upset. Um, Tummy troubles is probably top on the list and then followed very closely by anxiety. And sometimes those go hand in hand um, because the stress can certainly cause GI upset. And sometimes it's because they are trying to get themselves on the naughty list and make (laughs) bad choices. Okay, let's talk about some of those bad choices. And talk about exactly where you're leading with this. So you you toss the extras from the turkey, the chicken, the ham into the trash. And you think, oh, my dog's never done that before. My dog's never gone in there. Or you don't even think about it altogether. And there it is for the dog to get to. If the dog gets to it, I want to talk about two things. Or if too much is given to the dog, then I want to talk about the fat or skin around it 
And I also want to talk about turkey bones or chicken bones. I think most people know that the chicken bones and turkey bones, not a good idea. Right. That's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but so kind of starting with those trimmings, right? So the trimming from the turkey or the steak or the ham or whatever uh, protein source that you've got uh, for your holiday dinner pose a serious risk. They can get what's called pancreatitis, which is your pancreas um, is in charge of helping to digest fats and you put too much fat in there and it goes into overdrive. And anybody who knows a human who's had pancreatitis can attest that it's a really, really painful condition. Um, And it creates this real pain cycle that keeps them sick for a long time and can actually threaten their lives. So, and it's the same for our pets. So we certainly want to keep those trimmings and all the leftovers out of reach. So our, you know, our dogs and and even our cats get super curious and they love the smells and that can, again, lead them to make bad choices. So keeping those uh, tied, you know, tied up or put behind a closed door or something that makes it basically pet proof. So you, again, don't wind up in the emergency clinic on on a holiday night. Yeah. Pancreatitis can be a serious thing, as you point out. But it isn't only that. It's about the bones, too. And some people actually give. I just saw, this is true, I was on Broadway in Chicago, walking down the street with my wife, Robin, and our little dog, Hazel. Who Who's adorable. You've met Hazel. <laughs> and, and we're just walking down the street, and Hazel stops. And I feel the tug on the leash, because there's another dog right there eating a big piece of chicken, but the whole breast of chicken, which includes all the bones. So the guy comes out whose dog it is right then from a laundromat. So there's two things. First, he had his dog tied up, which I'm not a fan of, period. I didn't talk about that with him. What I talked about is, do you know what you're giving your dog could cause your dog to die? That's where I went instantly. And his eyes popped out. He said, what? What do you mean? And I thought he was going to punch me in the nose. And and this guy was like six foot 80. You know, he's a tall guy (laughs) and big guy. And I thought, okay, I shouldn't have put it that way. But he had no idea. So some people just don't know how serious this is. They see the old movies of Give the Dog a Bone. Right. And there are different kinds of bones and they all, you know, can react in different ways and they're splintering, whether they're cooked or raw. Um, beyond, you know, some of the GI upsets that they can cause or even GI damage if they, the little splinter pieces, um, can irritate or penetrate the intestines. Um, they also aren't, people think that they're good for their teeth and to chew on. And it is one, one of the things that really sticks in my craw as a veterinarian because I'm like, it's definitely not uh, the case. They actually, while they may do that a little bit, the risk of them fracturing a tooth and that causing more pain and increasing their risk of getting sick in other ways because of that um, that tooth damage is way greater than the potential benefit if they're, you know, going to quote unquote clean their teeth with that bone. A, a veterinary dentist once told me, uh, Dr. Jan Bellows. Oh, sure. Yeah. His rule if it doesn't bend, don't give it to them. Right. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a great one because while enamel on the outer surface of of teeth, whether it's ours or or our pets, is one of the strongest substances on the planet, um, bone is also up there as well. And so they can easily fracture a and piece of their tooth. Yeah, yep, yeah. And they do. And we mentioned the word painful before. Yep. That's painful. And you don't know it instantly because who checks your dog's teeth or your cat's teeth and 
they don't tell us very often that it's hurting. And then one day, they're not eating as much. And it's because at Christmas, they ate whatever they they ate. Uh, And I want to talk about eating things uh, as well. So there's all kinds of things. We a lot of people know about chocolate. Yep. And for those who don't, I am more concerned about this. So Santa, you might have noticed, has not lost a lot of weight over the pandemic. <laughs> have you noticed that? I I've noticed in the yeah, latest Santa, commercials. Santa's yes. not lost much weight. So people are going to mean well and leave out uh, sugar free cookies for Santa. Now, that's got chocolate in it, but it also has a product, a sugar substitute called xylitol. Yes. Um, So xylitol is, as you mentioned, is an artificial sweetener. Um, The other name that has recently come out uh, with that's for xylitol is called birch sugar. So I didn't know. So that's another thing. And there's a big push right now in the veterinary community to actually have something that's a label on there about it being toxic to pets if it contains xylitol or this new, quote unquote, rebranded name of birch sugar, Uh, because in very small doses, it can be extremely toxic. Toxic to our dogs and cats. And even the, your point is, I want to say it again, even very small doses. Right. Yeah. And and so another place that we see whether it's you're leaving uh, your Christmas cookies out for Santa is also in chewing gum. That's where a really common and it's not in it's not in all sugar free chewing gums, but it's in a fair amount of them. And so if you're having guests over for the holidays, making sure that they put away their purses or their bags or whatever. So while you're there entertaining, your dog or cat isn't getting curious and rummaging through their bag and could come across some of this sugar-free chewing gum. Gosh, you know, uh, Uncle Fred, Aunt Ethel, they mean well. And they're just eating nuts, macadamia nuts and almonds and things. And they drop a few on the floor. They don't care because, you know, they can't bend down to pick it up. So the dog does. Yeah, that's a problem. Yep. So a lot of people, I would say, don't know that macadamia nuts are toxic to our dogs, um, but they are, as well as other things like raisins and grapes and currants, which are pretty common. If Aunt Ethel brought over a fruitcake, there's a high likelihood. (laughs) She did. I I must have been there uh, at one point. Um, You know, there's a high likelihood that it contains some of those raisins or currants or something like that. So, again, making sure not only your your family direct family that's there in the house every day knows about these things, but also anything that your guests might bring over. Uh, What about Christmas trees themselves? So cats like to climb trees. That's not news. (laughs) So we can, though, prevent or at least do something to prevent our cats likely from climbing that tree. Right. So one of the things is that's depending on the layout of your house, could be easier than than it uh, may seem, is to keep the tree separate from where the cat has access when not supervised. Um, so if there's, instead of putting it in your big living room or, you know, put it somewhere else um, or put the cat where they can't access it when you're not home. Uh, but one of the things that I think is kind of a nice little life hack is taking a piece of fishing line and taking looping it around the top of the tree and actually anchoring the tree 
to the ceiling um, or doing it, um, you know, around the trunk and anchoring it to the side of the wall. Um, because that way, if they do go up, them climbing the tree and then it tipping over, it's one less risk um, that they've got. Now they don't have to deal with broken ornaments and spilled, you know, water that has um, different chemicals in it to keep the tree fresh and all of that. It just takes one layer of risk off for them. Okay. Speaking of those chemicals, glad you brought that up. <laughs> uh, people put all kinds of things there. So you can buy things, uh, products, yep. uh, over the counter at uh, con- convenience stores, etc., to hopefully the idea is for the tree to live longer. Whether they really work or not, I am told by people who know more than me do uh, than I do about this, they don't work anyway. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I do know that's not the best thing for pets. But worse, worse are the other things people add. Everything from birth control pills. If you Google, Google this, how to make my tree live longer, you'll see Viagra as as an option. That's uh, a new one. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not sure that's healthy for our pets. It definitely is not. And so, again, if there's a way, like, if you can't keep your tree, you know, isolated um, from your pets when you're not home um, or keep or vice versa. Um, if you've got a dog, putting up a little baby gate around it. So that way it doesn't have to necessarily be in a complete other room. But again, it's got just one more layer of protection. And and I would say from my own <laughs> experience, many moons ago, um, we had the the other kind of tricky part are the presents that you put under the tree. Yes. And sometimes you don't always know what has come from your relatives. Aunt and Ethel and Uncle Aunt Fred. Ethel, yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, they mean really well, but I I had um, one of my relatives actually shipped me, it was a hot chocolate box. And Ooh. so it had hot chocolate and marshmallows and a mug in it. And I, I didn't know. It was all wrapped up. So I stuck it sure. under the tree. But your uh, dog knows. My dog knew. Yeah. Yes, she did. And uh, we came home after having gone out to dinner and the packages were shredded and there was hot chocolate mix that was licked into the carpet permanently Ooh. at that point. <laughs> and, um, you know, and she was definitely, thankfully it was wasn't enough of a toxic dose of chocolate, but it was certainly enough Could between the sugar and yeah. the caffeine um, to get her all amped up. And um, not good for the yeah, carpet. Not good for the carpet no. either. So I think that's another important thing: is not only the tree and and the water and anything you might add to that, but certainly the presence underneath the tree can also be really enticing for our pets to explore. So keeping those safe uh, when you're not supervising your pets is critical. So I want to get back to Aunt Ethel and Uncle Fred. Yes. So. I don't know that you'll say this necessarily, but I will. A little slice for most, not all, but for most dogs without any other medical issues or cats, a little, he says little, small, (laughs) slice of turkey or ham or chicken is probably fine. The problem is you've got all these people around the table, including Aunt Ethel and Uncle Fred, who say, here, here's more, here's more. And for us eating, okay, four slices of turkey, that's a lot. For our dog, four slices of turkey, if our dog is 10 pounds or 15 pounds, is like a bird. I mean, they're eating the whole turkey. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think, so one of the things that I like to do in our house, because your listeners may know, I've got three dogs at home of various sizes and ages, but I'll take, you know, one of those Kong toys and it's kind of fun at Merrick. We have some seasonal recipes called Christmas Day Dinner. So you can take that wet recipe, put it in the Kong, stick it in the freezer for just a little bit. um, And then while we're eating, they each get their little Kong. So it's 
dog appropriate, um, yeah. keeps them engaged, also keeps my guests from making bad choices um, and yeah. giving them snacks. And so it's a win-win all the way around. You know, I like closed doors, you know. Yeah. So I, I would have mentioned it if you didn't. So what's the name of that again? The it, recipe is called? It, it's called Christmas Day Dinner. Christmas Day Dinner. Yeah. And it's four dogs. This is fine. It's not going to make them sick. It's for them. It's complete and balanced on top yep. of everything else. And you just stuff some of that in a Kong toy or any toy of your choice that's safe and put the dog or a cat, if it's cat food, you know, maybe a special cat treat, yep. you know, into the other room, close the door, maybe turn on some classical music or something. And I'm saying that because some of our pets... Uh, have never experienced people coming over. They're newly adopted because of so many pandemic pets being adopted. Yeah. Other pets get stressed about. So a lot of dogs, oh, good, more people are coming. That's great. But other dogs get nervous about it. Lots of cats. Are, well, I'm not. Who are those people? I'm not so happy about it. Right. Exactly. I mean, again, and all three of my dogs are very different. Our little French bulldog not a social butterfly at all. He gets so stressed when people come over. My Labrador is convinced that like the world exists to say hello to him. <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. so exactly. So we give them each their safe space and, you know, having, you know, there's dog TV. I think they're working on cat TV now. So I hear. Uh, you know, so having those kind of, again, relaxation, anti-anxiety um, set up for them. There's also pheromones that come in little plugins that you can put in that help to just keep the pet relaxed, um, whether they're dogs or cats. And again, having that their own space, I think, sets everybody up for success. And if not, there are treats. So if you can't find uh, the product that we're talking about, which yeah. is called Christmas Chris Day Dinner, right? Yep. Then there's like Zook's mini treats and other products that dogs, it's like crack. <laughs> I mean, these things are good. And, and they'll do anything to get this appropriate, again, Made for dogs. They're not going to get sick. Well, I guess if they had four packages worth, that's another story. But if you give, Everything in moderation. Yeah, yeah. But if you do it right, no problem. Right. And I love those, the Zooks Mini Naturals. And yes, they come in trees and really festive uh, recipe flavors um, because you can put them in a puzzle toy or a snuffle mat or something. So again, they're getting that mental enrichment and they're getting out that mental energy, which we know, you know, five to 10 minutes of mental enrichment is about as good as a one to two mile walk for our dogs. So again, getting that energy out and you're not going to wind up in the emergency clinic and everybody's going to have a festive holiday season. Speaking of which, please have a festive holiday season or shall I say holiday season. Now, here's something that I do and have been doing for years. I'm going to subject, I mean, honor you now <laughs> with, with, with uh, because I get requests. Oh. Well, Sometimes to do this from somebody somewhere. So it is the holiday reading oh. of a pet's night before Christmas. Are I'll you ready? It. I'm ready. Only we'll see if you love it. But it's very dramatic. You all set? I'm set. Okay. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, especially the mouse, because that mouse knows who's in the house. Oh, there's Fido, there's Fluffy, there's Duchess and King. On Rover, on Scruffy with that squeaky thing. Go by the red hydrant. Run past those trees. Nothing can stop you, not even the fleas. They heard a tinkling on the roof. You know how reindeer are when you gotta go. Uh, the prancing of each little hoof. Then down the chimney. St. Nicholas, 
he was greeted with a purr and a bark on his Nicholas. Uh, he came with squeaky toys, rawhide and liver to deliver. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, oh, how merry. When Rover licked his nose, it tasted like sherry. He sprang to his sleigh. To his team, he gave a whistle. Well, something like that. And said, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. That was impressive. Thank you very much. On behalf of Merrick Pet Care, Happy New Year also to all of you, and have a safe holiday. Take care, y'all. You've been listening to Steve Dale's Petcast, brought to you by MerrickPetCare.com. And as Steve always says, be good to your pet, and they'll be good to you.